Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, while reviews certainly aren't an objective indication of a gamer's quality, they are generally a solid rule of thumb. If a game lands over 80 on Metacritic, for instance, it's usually pretty bloody good. But it's also fair to say that there's sometimes a gulf between the opinion of critics and players en masse, enough that once the honeymoon period of a game's release window is passed, well, paying customers might start to admit that they actually didn't like it very much. And that's what we're here to talk about today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 well-reviewed games we turned on after launch. Number 10, Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3's meta score of 86 placed it just a few points below its predecessors, which rock a 90 and 91 respectively, but seemingly confirmed it to be a worthy sequel. And yet, few acclaimed recent video games have fallen off as hard as this. While Bayo certainly isn't hated, in the months following its release, the utter indifference about its existence started to creep in, with the game damn near vanishing from the cultural conversation entirely. Primary criticism was leveled against a lackluster story, being forced to play missions as Gene, and its technical performance, with many feeling that the game was being held back from building on its predecessors by the Switch's aging hardware. While critics and fans generally agree that the third game is the worst of the trilogy, fans have taken a far harder line in that regard, indicating a much larger gulf of quality between it and what came before. Though even polarizing games tend to invite passionate debate amongst fans, the saddest thing about Bayonetta 3 is that it's largely fallen off the face of the earth since releasing barely a year ago. Number 9. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 Marvel's Spider-Man 2 was one of the most anticipated video game sequels of recent years, and so its 90 Metascore, a hair above the original's 87, seemed to indicate Insomniac Games had wholly delivered upon expectations. And right out of the gate, that definitely seemed to be the case. Yet in the months since, general fan reception has cooled considerably on the experience. Perhaps the most common criticism is that Spider-Man 2 is merely just more of the same, which doesn't do much to evolve or elevate the existing gameplay formula even with two iterations of Spider-Man in the mix. For many, the game still wrestles control away from Spidey far too often, and the story feels both rushed and lacks the emotional punch of its predecessor. While Spider-Man 2 is nothing if not a huge success in every way that matters to Sony, once you take away its glossy veneer, it's a pretty typical AAA PlayStation game, the typicality of which is perhaps beginning to get a bit stale. Number 8. Dark Souls 2 if you look at the reviews for the Dark Souls trilogy, you'd assume that the second game is the favourite, with its 91 Metascore landing a smidge higher than the first and third, which both hold a score of 89. Yet the overwhelming consensus is that Dark Souls 2 is by far the worst of the three, due to its more disconnected game world, heinously brutal difficulty, and array of technical issues on PC. On a design level, it doesn't even hold a candle to the first and third games, likely a result of the series director Hidetaka Miyazaki only serving in a supervisor capacity. While there has certainly been those keen to 
to reclaim Dark Souls 2 as a misunderstood masterpiece in recent years, it remains from Software's single most divisive game. For many, it takes the series' signature level of challenge to levels of unfairness that simply aren't fun, while offering up the dullest game world the company has ever produced. Number 7. Bioshock Infinite to look at the reviews for Bioshock Infinite, you'd assume that it was one of the most beloved video games ever, with its 94 Metascore indicating universal acclaim. And for a short time upon its release, that was definitely the player sentiment as well. Yet once the allure of its gorgeous world, the ability to skyhook around it, and the unforgettable sidekick of Elizabeth wore off, the overall reception settled to be considerably more muted. Beyond perceiving Infinite to be a lesser sequel to the original Bioshock, the story is hugely divisive and the combat regarded as clunky, resulting in a pronounced air of, yeah, it's fine these days? Certainly not what you expect to hear from a game that is sitting in the mid-90s on Metacritic. Hell, there's even a growing view amongst the fandom that Bioshock 2, which only has a 88 on Metacritic, is a criminally underappreciated gem and superior to Infinite. I am one of these people. This is absolutely a case of a game being undone by its own runaway hype, and in retrospect, its strained development. Enough so that the game's production has its own Wikipedia page, and so the issues seem quite obvious. Number 6. Heavy Rain when Quantic Dreams' interactive thriller Heavy Rain was first released, it was hailed by critics as an unprecedented landmark for the medium of video games, a gorgeous, jaw-dropping slice of cinematic storytelling unlike anything that had been made before. And while initial player reception absolutely reflected the game's 87 metascore, in the years that followed, Heavy Rain's reception turned like a carton of milk left out in the scorching summer sun. What was once held up as an incredible, serious-minded narrative achievement for video games turned into something of a laughingstock by the mid-2010s, as it clunkier elements, namely dodgy voice acting and very awkward sex scenes, demonstrated the limitations of video games aspiring to be movies. Heavy Rain's morphed player reception is certainly a result of cinematic video games maturing considerably over the last decade, such that Heavy Rain's portentous narrative and unintentional comedy definitely pales sorely by comparison. And that's without ever getting into the game's most dishonest approach to the central mystery, which uses blatant manipulation to prevent the player from guessing the identity of the origami killer. I've not forgotten, I'm still mad about it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. 
For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number five, Diablo 4. Diablo 4's meta score of 86 was very nearly on par with Diablo 3's 88, indicating another solid entry into the hit action RPG franchise, and indeed, the early days of the sequel's public launch were largely effusively positive, most seemingly feeling that Blizzard had finally listened to the vocal complaints about the third game and delivered something more in line with the series' earlier entries. But in subsequent months, Diablo 4's stock tumbled, as players became dissatisfied with the threadbare endgame content and poor itemization, while the lack of social features, such as a party Finder and Global Chat made it feel considerably more lonely than its predecessors. For those who simply wanted to play a dungeon-crawling RPG, Blizzard's aggressive efforts to inject live service elements into the mix definitely left a sour taste. More than six months removed from its release, there's a profound vibe of disappointment with the ongoing experience, and one that definitely grows even larger when you start pushing it closer to Baldur's Gate 3. They're very different games, but trust me, people definitely compare them. Number 4. Mass Effect 3 Mass Effect 3 launched to a 93 Metascore, indicating it to be a worthy conclusion to Bioware's epic sci-fi trilogy. Yet, the reaction from players was ultimately so vitriolic that some began to question whether most critics had even completed the game before filing their reviews. After all, while the bulk of the threequel does indeed live up to its forebears, Mass Effect 3's ending was sharply criticised by fans once they reached it in the weeks that followed the game's release. It became difficult to reconcile why Bioware would settle for such a pathetic pick-a-colour ending, which failed to pay off the players' choice throughout the trilogy as they promised. While there's absolutely an argument to be made that the journey is more important than the destination, considering how firmly invested fans were in that story across those three games, for Bioware to fumble the ball just before the finish line, well, it definitely soured Mass Effect 3's reputation forevermore. Number 3. The Outer Worlds Obsidian's The Outer Worlds released two reviews worthy of a rock-solid Bethesda romp with a metascore of 85, but it didn't take long for players who were initially lured in by its colourful world and quirky tone to turn on a dime and start ripping it to shreds. Five years on, The Outer Worlds is often regarded as a perfectly adequate yet totally unremarkable sub-Bethesda experience, which is a sure disappointment coming from the folks responsible for producing Fallout New Vegas. Everything feels shallow compared to Obsidian's prior successes in the genre, as though they produced the game on a much tighter budget 
budget, which may very well be the truth. From its meager story and characters to its dull main questline and a universe whose luster wears off after a few hours, The Outer Worlds went from a critical darling to, yeah, it's okay, within a matter of weeks. But given that it sold 5 million copies regardless though, hopefully the upcoming sequel will benefit from a bigger cash injection. Number 2. Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain released to rave reviews, rocking a staggering 93 Metascore which suggests it to be one of the best entries in Hideo Kojima's legendary stealth action franchise. And while the sequel's core gameplay continues to be revered to this very day, it's safe to say that the overall experience quickly lost its shine once players took full stock of its many shortcomings. The biggest issues? Well, the lack of cinematic storytelling compared to its prior entries, the generic repetitive missions, generally underwhelming boss fights, dubious late-game plot twists, and most egregiously of all, the fact that it was effective released unfinished. In the early days of playing The Phantom Pain, it was easy to be enamoured by its best-of-class gameplay, which presented players with an enormous array of options to complete a given sortie. But once the honeymoon period had ended, it was tough to deny that the game was clearly compromised by being rushed out of the door by Konami before Kojima was ready to present it to the world. And today, almost a decade later, the consensus seems to be that Metal Gear Solid V taps fantastic gameplay while almost everything else is a colossal letdown. And as Kojima's final Metal Gear game, that really stings. And finally, number one, Starfield. Oh, Starfield, you had so much promise to be the Skyrim in space sci-fi epic that everyone wanted you to be. And while the game didn't quite land rave reviews upon launch, it did net a totally respectable 83 Metascore, suggesting nothing if not a rock-solid AAA romp. But in the weeks that followed Starfield's release, player denial slowly fizzled away as they came to accept that really, it just wasn't that good. A terrible game? Absolutely not. But a hugely disappointing one given Bethesda's pedigree. Yes. It's a quintessential wide-as-an-ocean, deep-as-a-puddle experience, offering the player plenty to explore and yet so much of it feels barren, devoid of interest and even soulless. Couple this with a forgettable story, samey missions and an awful UI and you have a hugely hyped, largely well-reviewed game which general players found to be quite the tedious bore. The tide turned harshly enough for this game in fact that its recent Steam user reviews are mostly negative, a dire outcome for one of the most anticipated games of the past decade which also came from a prestigious studio no less. And there we go, my friends. Those were 10 well-reviewed video games we turned on after launch. I hope that you enjoyed that, and please let me know what you thought about it down in the comments section below. As always, I've been Jules. You can go follow me over on Instagram, where it's at RetroJ, but the O is a zero. And if you like Warhammer pictures, I would suggest dropping me a follow there, because that's what I'm posting, baby. You can also follow me over on the Future Game Show or FGS YouTube channel, where I'm doing all of my daily gaming content going forward. Hope to see you over there. As always, I've been Jules. You have been awesome. Never forget that. Big love to you, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.